Hey, welcome everyone. Bush League is live at 5 on Silver Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, located on the traditional unceded Stolo territory. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me, my illustrious co-host, Mr. Justin. Didn't even get the call from the Luxembourg League or Lewitz. <laughs> yeah, that, that Luxembourg League. Yeah, they, they shafted you, didn't they? Shaking my old man fist at him. <laughs> they gave you the cold shoulder. Total cold shoulder. Speaking of cold shoulders, I should say shoulders in general. You got a Boston Bruins jersey on tonight. Yeah, talk about cold, eh? Cold yeah, what's blooded. that about? Well, as you know, the, the big boys in Vancouver spanked them. And, uh, I mean, it is a Bobby Orr jersey. So for those of you who don't, it's from that vintage series that went out Absolutely. probably about 2005-ish or four. I think it was right before the first that big lockout where we lost a year. Um, it's the one with the um, with the yellow shoulders and uh, the laces and all that jazz. Uh, I'm pretty sure I bought it. Like it was an it was an impulse buy. I was, I was working at a, a um, roofing supply warehouse in the summer times. My yeah. uh, my college years. It, it's actually a gorgeous jersey. It's got the tie down in the front there. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah, jersey. Oasis. Um, and you know, I, I did buy this before the 2011 fiasco, right? And um, you know, we can always take comfort. Like I mentioned a couple shows before, we can always take comfort in the fact that Marshawn's tattoo was they misspelled Stanley. I know. I love that. You were the one that first brought that to my it's, attention. It's a known I've been fact. telling everyone about it since fact. then. That's amazing. I love that. But uh, yeah, that's 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 not a whole lot of backstory to that. It's just a nice classic, you know, original six jersey. I figured since we spanked them, well, we didn't spank them, we beat them. Though it was a much needed win. In our narrative, we yeah. spanked. Oh them. yeah, you know, they all look the same on the score sheet, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. A win's a win. Doesn't matter how many. And boy, did we ever need that one. Absolutely. Well, we're going to dig into the Canucks first here. We usually talk more about the Abbey Canucks, but we're going to dig into the Vancouver team first. Let's talk about the changes in the organization. Yeah, there's a few changes this week, eh? Yeah. So the Canucks brought in uh, Gabby there, uh, Boudreau, as the new uh, coach to replace replace our, our noted... Uh, Travis Green here that yeah. you and I have never been a big fan of. Nope. Uh, now, one surprise that came out of this was uh, Baumgartner was uh, sent packing. And I love Scotty Walker. It's a great yeah, choice. Yeah, I, I think I, so, too. I mean, I mean what, what we were talking about before the show, I mean, at this point, I think I think if they're cleaning management, they're cleaning house. Cleaning house is cleaning house. They can't just leave one guy in there. They didn't want – I don't think they wanted a trace of that coaching staff left. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they fired the equipment manager, too. But you and I had mentioned before how we, we thought Nolan Baumgartner might have been a front runner for that Canucks position, th- at least for an interim goal co- goal uh, sorry th- interim coach. Interim coach. Exactly. I think I think that that would have been a play had they not let it get got so out of hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think it got yeah. to the point where they, it was it, it was a full sweep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, there was a few times where there was a few losses there. We were scratching our heads. We we're looking at each other like, how is he not getting fired after? Like, how is there not a head roll? Well, they yeah. were clearly courting a couple big fish to take their. Their, their places in this. Yeah. I, I think I think that was what they were they were working out. They didn't want to just just pull the trigger, dump them, and then then we look vulnerable. They don't, it's like you know it's now 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 that now that Bruce Boudreaux and R- Rutherford are in, yeah. they 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 didn't really have the angle yet. They didn't have a bargaining chip. Like well, you still have your old uh, GM, you still have your old coach. It's not like they 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 impulse fired them, sent them out packing. Okay, now we got to find replacements. They actually did the smart thing about it. They went out, they went out, did their due diligence. Found some some incredible replacements yeah. and then pulled the trigger. Absolutely, and I think you're spot on. And it was it, it, it all makes sense after the fact, right? You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or armchair quarterback, or you know, uh, at the time we were all better. scratching our heads. It's what's going on? Why is why isn't a head rolled? And yeah, now with that, I think both of us are surprised that Baumgartner was so attached to Travis Green. And that's but regardless, let's move on. 
Uh, so Gabby, he'll, he'll 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 fall in somewhere else. Like you know, yeah. Bob, Bob Nolan's got a, a good coaching career ahead of him. He's gonna he'll oh, get yeah. he'll get he, you know what, he'll probably get in in the AHL somewhere. Yeah, I well, I was surprised that they may, may not have demoted him down to maybe an assistant coach role. Well, I think I think I think, I think uh, Coach Trent's got his own staff in place. You know why you know why why poke and pry at this point? You know we're half we're almost halfway mm-hmm. through a season. I think I think I just think, when they're catching their stride too. Right? I think sure. Bob Gardner's gonna get on uh, somewhere in the off season. He'll get on either as a he'll probably you know. I could even see him getting a head coaching position somewhere in the AHL, maybe in the CHL somewhere. So, you know, it's not it, – this is just the beginning, not the end for this guy. You can see that. It just seems like a logical choice. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about Boudreaux here. Um, yeah, also, Boudreaux, I don't know if you want to touch on him first. Yeah, I just wanted to mention – so my, one thing I want to get away because I know you have a lot to say about Boudreaux. But, I do. Um, I, here was my big thing when I saw it. I thought it was – I just thought it was a genius move. I thought it was perfect fit for what we're dealing with here. People, despite the controversy around Boudreaux with Ovechkin in Washington, let's not forget in 2007 when Boudreaux was bought was brought in to Washington, they were around the same record as the oh, Canucks yeah. were at the time he just took the reins, and they ended up not only winning the division, making the playoffs, but Probably. I think they got eliminated in the first round. But at least they got to the playoffs. Right now, I don't think there's a Canucks fan out there that wouldn't trade their, you know, their their soul right now for a chance of making the playoffs. Now I saw a lot of people commenting on on uh, you know making trying to coach for the Stanley Cup. I'm like, that's not something we need to be focusing right now. We need to get someone in there that's been a few games away from yeah. the Stanley Cup win that yeah. can get us to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I actually have I have I have uh, I have some supporting data that for that comment and you're you're gonna like it but you're also not gonna like it like it. So I got I got Bruce's resume here. Let's let's talk about Bruce first because I'm a big fan. A lot of you guys don't know he pro- that he was in Slapshot. He had a he had a small cameo. He was he did the on, he did some of the on ice skating. If uh, I can even point him out, he's like he cuts behind the net. He's in the one of the green jerseys. I think it's even the so so that that's a little that's a little tidbit about uh, coach our new coach in Vancouver. Also, a lot, what a lot of people don't don't know is that Bruce Boudreau played professional hockey from 1975 to 1992. Yeah, I hear he's a hell of a hockey player. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's got a big. He's got a lot of ties to the AHL because he he spent his last nine seasons playing in the AHL. He bounced around from the WHA's. Um, uh, what do I got here? The uh, the fighting the fighting Saints. I think I got here. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs and the Blackhawks. Yeah. And uh, he bounced around there for the I guess from uh, I guess till the early 80s, and that's when he became a full time AHLer. And not only was he a full time AHLer, he put up some numbers. He was scoring some goals. He was a, he was a fan favorite, mm-hmm. and uh, he, uh, he even won some sort of award as he was uh, leaving the league in 1992. I can't remember yeah. what what award it is. I'm sorry, I don't have it. I don't have it handy. But um, he um, now on that note, I just wanted to mention real quick. You come back to that. But on that note, I've noticed a lot of people on social media commenting on his physical look. Uh, oh, that he's a day away from a jammer, and all these very he's, disrespectful he's, comments. He's earned his right to have a few, have a nice fat steak on the weekend. This guy is a he. He is one of the, an elite athlete of his generation. Let's show him some respect here. Absolutely, you know. And Bruce likes his whiskeys now. You know, he's earned every right. He he grinded it out for damn near twenty seasons in professional hockey. Okay, uh, let the man have a steak and a whiskey. Yeah. Okay, yeah. get off get off old Bruce's back on that one. But I also want to say this. So. Back to what you were saying about him stepping in with these teams with tons of talent and no direction here. Um, look what happened. He steps in with Washington, yeah, puts them together. They don't win a cup with him, but he wins the Jack Adams, his first full season with them. Yeah. And, you know, he 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 gets he gets the team going to a point where they're a contender. 
Now they have they had issues getting out of the second round there or the first round a bunch of times. Pittsburgh would seem to be their kryptonite. There it was that Crosby Ovechkin thing. They back and forth. You, you can't know, really blame him for that. No, and Bruce even joked when they beat them that that Winter Classic, the jersey I was wearing last week, the 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 Penguins Winter Classic there, um, that was against uh, the the Capitals. And Bruce was even joking on the HBO twenty four seven saying that oh. Uh, well, I guess we beat the we can fi- we finally beat the Penguins. You know, uh, you know, it might not be the Stanley Cup Finals, but we'll take the Winter Classic for now. But what yeah. happened after? He's got a great sense of humor too. Well, what guy. happened after Bruce left Washington? So a few years after, they won the Cup. Yeah. Okay. Now I know he went to Anaheim. He didn't have a lot of success there. Anaheim was in a in a turnaround state when he went to Anaheim. So we can't really blame Bruce. Like he kind of did what he could with what he had. Well, they were, they were fight. Yeah. He didn't have a lot had, to work he with. He had a lot of old guys was, and young guys. That's right. He had some old goaltending there and yeah. it was, it was just, it was a transition. And look, they're actually doing okay now in, in yeah. retrospect. That's right. So he's a team builder. And, yeah. but I think that, you know, we'll owe him as a team, a, a shot at getting that Stanley cup well, that he's alluded. I was going That's what I was coming to. Probably the deal for him coming here too. The cherry on the top here for this, this argument though, is look at look at the state that Minnesota's in right now. Minnesota is hot. They're 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 a serious contender this year. Yeah, and that was of, that's Bruce's for, former team. That's Bruce. So you know what? Maybe like you were saying, maybe the Stanley Cup that's eluded Bruce in his playing career, and in his coaching career. Maybe maybe this is like I know it's I know it's a lot to ask, but like, but we've been saying it all along. The, the pieces are in mm-hmm. place with this team. It's just a matter of there's no way that this team isn't on paper, a playoff team. Yeah. Like they, they should be winning with what they got right now. And I will touch on that and say this folks, that I think the only way the Vancouver Canucks got Bruce Boudreaux here in Vancouver is that you're going to see them be fiercely loyal to this guy. I think we're going to have a He's decade a players coach. We're going to have a decade of Boudreaux. I'm saying the organization themselves are going to be fiercely loyal to him. I think that if we come a game away from winning Stanley cup, his head's not going to roll. Oh, that, definitely not. That, I'm just preparing people. We're not saying that he's a setup coach, that he's going to be gone in four or five years and they're going to bring somebody in who can close the deal. That's not what's going to happen here. Cause Boudreaux would not have signed on if that was the intention. He's not coming in just to be filler. You're right. Like he's he's here to win. He sees here to win a cup. He sees he sees the pieces that are in place here. He sees what he has to work with, and he he definitely sees a potential uh, winner here. Like you say, yeah. he's not coming here just to be a band aid for a team that for a boat that's sinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, we we you know we can talk about Boudreaux for hours, but let's talk about Jim Rutherford a little bit. Well, do you want to talk about Scott Walker first? You want to touch on Scotty Walker, or you want to go? Oh, you go, go ahead with Scotty Walker, and oh, then no, no, we'll no, talk. No. With let's, him. let's 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 get Big Jim out of the way. I think we've just nicknamed him Big Jim. Uh, they probably call him Big Jim anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, the guys. I mean, let's get into his resume here. So, um, first off, I mean, we should say he is. In, he's currently in the Hall of Fame, active Hall of Fame member. Um, he was. Uh, he played 378 games with the uh, Leafs and Wings in net. I believe almost half of those were wins. But not yeah. quite. I think it's yeah. about fifty off. I was looking at stats, but um, what a lot of people also also don't know about Big Jim is he was the one that started the trend of painting the goalie masks. I actually didn't know that. There's there's a tidbit for the day. I didn't oh, even leave it for honorable day. mentions. Um, and then let's look at his gener- let's look at his GM uh, resume here. Uh, so Big Jim, he goes to Hartford in 1994 yep. as uh, some sort of a front office type dealy. I think by '97 he's GM. Yeah. And uh, 06 Cup with Carolina. Yeah. Okay. And yep. then let's fast forward to when he arch- helps finishing that, arch- that second half of the Crosby era. He architects those teams, the Phil Kessels, yep. all that yep. stuff. Um, the the Tanevs and all those guys that you see in Pittsburgh that you saw going through Pittsburgh. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, the Bo Bennett's, all those guys. Uh, uh, who's um, um, uh, Hornquist. 
yep. Patrick Hornquist, all those guys that went through that that were there for those two cups in 16 and 17 for the Penguins. That again, Jim Jim Rutherford's job, and I believe he won GM of the year for uh, those back to backs. That's great. Yeah. So so that's so it's, it's very not happy to have him. not a bad guy to have. You know, like and he's he doesn't really need to architect much. Yeah. He's got he's got a lot of pieces in place. I think he's the guy that can you know keep it together and maybe even add a few more you know cheap pieces towards that deadline. If mm. if there even is a deadline, maybe maybe he'll be the guy unloading a few people at the deadline. I don't know yet. Well, here, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So they've, it's a great turnaround for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think you could ask for a better setup if we were to really go back to two weeks ago and say what would be the best-case scenario. These are really the puzzle pieces oh, yeah. you put in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Walker, incredibly happy with Scotty Walker, the Bulldog, coming back yeah. to Vancouver. Oh, my God. Oh, loved he's, him as a player. He's great. Yeah, he, I, same here. Yeah, He's, he's, he's a fan. I'd, I'd say, you know what? If you don't get if you don't get to keep someone like Baumgartner on your coaching staff, having a guy like Scotty Walker come in and be your assistant, that's, that's an amazing an amazing uh, trade-off, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, we lost Baumgartner. We get Scotty Walker back in. Yeah. He's going to be that guy. He's going to be that bridge to the players. I know Bruce Bruce is a player's coach, too. The guys love him. Bruce was a player. Bruce played in, yeah. in the minor leagues till he could tell, you know, till he looked the way he looks now, if you, you know what I mean? Like, like Bruce, Bruce wasn't exactly, uh, you know, he, he wasn't exactly trying to hang him up anytime soon. He played, he played as long as he could and effectively, might I add. So yeah. the guys love him. I've, I've, I've heard many stories about how, the, the players just love Boudreaux. And then yeah. Jim Rutherford, I mean, look at his resume. Uh, yeah. That speaks alone for itself. I think I think we're in really good shape. I'm incredibly happy with the well, turnout. What, what, what about you? Well, I'm, I'm very happy, like I just said. But one thing I want to remind everybody, we are live. Oh, yeah, I so forgot about that. If you want to call in and touch base, <laughs> we get on a tangent because we're not used to this. If you want to call in and tell us what you think about the organization cho- changes here in Vancouver. Or anything hockey in general. Anything hockey in general. We're going to talk about the Abbey Canucks in a little bit as well. But, but keep it with uh, a good taste, though, people. Yeah, we want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, our, there is one. My family's listening. So, you know, don't uh, don't swear here for us. But our phone number is 604. Just keep it in good taste. 851 Six three zero seven. If you lose that number, or you didn't write it down when I just said it. You can find it on our Instagram page at underscore Bush League, or on our Facebook page at Bush League Radio. Once again, it's six zero four eight five one six three zero seven. Okay, and we should also mention that uh, the FVMA, the hashtag FVMA twenty one. That's still up there. That's We're still giving away up tickets there. To every Abbey Canucks game this year. That's the uh, Silver Radio Station. I don't know away. why you guys aren't using this hashtag. You get free tickets. Free it's tickets. kind of a no brainer. Uh, we already said it doesn't have to be hockey related. It can Best be, show in town too. You can take a picture of your dog. Yeah, just. Uh, take just, a picture of a news article with Bruce Bo- Boudreaux on the cover. I don't know. Well, anything, yeah. Anything. Take a picture of your shoelaces. Yeah. I, I said that because I'm looking at my shoelaces. Yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, yeah, take once a again, picture of an ugly Boston Bruins jersey. Yeah, yeah. Don't at. worry. Yeah. There'll be one on our uh, Facebook page or in our Instagram page soon. And once again, that hashtag is FVMA21. Hashtag FVMA21. I believe that's on okay. Instagram and Twitter. Instagram for sure. So I want to talk about Brock Besser. So here's the thing with Brock Besser. Breaks his 14-game scoring drought with a About goal. time. And he had a goal in each of the, of the first two Boudreaux-era games. He's got two goals, one assist in those two games. Um, is it safe to say he's happy with the coaching change? I, I think that there must have been some sort of uh, – because, yeah, there's got, there had to be there had to be some sort of hostility or some sort of uh, mutiny in the dressing room there for a while there. Because, I mean, that JT Miller interview that we saw yeah. sums up. He's like, was, Are other guys buying in? I don't know. And yeah. it seems like Brock was one of those guys. Either that, or maybe it was that anxiety and pressure. Maybe Coach Green was laying like laying on him harder than we don't know about. Um, but yeah, there seems to be some sort of monkey off his back. Is he fixed? Is he back to normal? 
time will tell. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that uh, whatever whatever Coach Green had him had hanging on him, or what had that that anxiety, that pressure he had on him, maybe mm-hmm. he, maybe he was leaning on him a little bit too hard. Yeah. And Bruce just came in and said, "Hey, man, just do it." You know. Yeah. Well, that uh, that first one on Monday was a lucky bounce off Doughty's skate or his cane. I don't know which one that was because he's old. Yeah, Dewey. Yeah, but he <laughs> see just... what I did there. See what I did there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? Out of all the old guys, though, I'd say I'd say Dewey's the one that's that he's doing. I know. Stuff. I all respect to to Drew Doughty. He's he's a great player. Yeah, he's I'm one just, of my favorite. I'm just buddy. busting his his really he's a real hard hard nosed guy. I can't say this on the radio. Yeah, he's got he's he's, <laughs> he's wearing the briefs, not the tidy whiteies. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. uh but you need to have those lucky bounces sometimes, right, Beast? I mean, hey, t- you want to break a drought like that. you got to be good to lo- be lucky. He broke the droughty off of Doughty. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, I just po- thought of that. You were, that you were a, po- a poet and you didn't even know it. Oh, that wasn't even <laughs> on my script. Wow. Um, plus, you know, we've had enough bad bounces this year. We've had enough bad bounces to fill three seasons for the Canucks this year. So we'll take that one. Yes. Um, Give us all the good bounces, and please. And Boudreaux's been very, very vocal that he wants to see Brock Besser shoot the puck more. Even he's been shooting him more, but he wants to see him shoot even more. He said that today. Well, you know what? Like I said, he's a player's coach. And maybe that that's exactly – this is the guy that had to come in with this group. I'm yeah. sure – whenever there's a change of the – changing of the guard, you know, a, a, a change of power – uh, the guys, you know, these guys, it's like, it's like a, a clean slate for them. Like they want to, they want to put out, they want to show, they want to be the coach's guy. They want to yeah. be a go-to guy. Now they, they have a clean slate. They can just go out there and, and you he, know, do it. He has a track record of not accepting prima donnas. Yeah. You know, he's going to, he's going to get play out of you or you're going to have problems with him. Yeah. Or he will show that with Ovechkin. Right. And yeah. I think he made Ovechkin a better player. And I think after, Ove- uh, Absolutely. after Ovechkin pushed him out, I think Ovechkin might've regretted part of that i've heard some interviews of him mentioning that that you know he he didn't really see what boudreaux was doing at the time and uh but regardless that's that's in the past you know what you know what we'll take what you know another man's garbage another man's treasure so we'll take we'll take we'll take bruce and uh i have a feeling that bruce is going to be uh like we're already seeing immediate impact so i mean i think it's just going to keep going and who knows maybe we are poised for one of those st louis type runs deep into the playoffs well, but I mean, how much of that is Bruce, and how much of that is just the Canucks needed some kind of change? It well, that's just—I think they could have put the puck guy in. That, well, that's just it. I think there's—I think it's—I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's that yeah. that some sort of change required, and then the change that they got was you know a special one. So you yeah. know, I don't yeah. want to put him in the same conversation as a Tortorella because Tortorella, I think, is more of a hothead. Yeah. I think I think Bruce is more of a player's coach. Bruce actually did play like a lot more than than Torts did. So yeah, he's more know, a player, yeah. more of a player guy. I think. But you and I did say four up foremost. They needed a player coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Travis Green was supposed to be a players coach. He we, we forget he played for the Maple Leafs. You know. Yeah. But you know yeah. he wasn't he wasn't well liked. He looked like an equipment manager. He didn't look like a player yeah. to me. But anyways, yeah. well, tell um, tell someone to stop eating hot dogs. Maybe tell yeah. Travis to lay off them. Uh, so my my buddy there crashed Tynan. Uh, from the uh, Ontario Rain, he was playing in LA on Monday. There, yes, piece. he was. Uh, good for him. Uh, he he can stay up there and stay out of our way. And yeah, yeah, keep him, guys. Hey, hey, you know what? LA's a lot nicer than Ontario. I'm hearing. But it was just so funny. I mean, he's he's had such a struggle get, getting into the NHL. And last week on last week's show, I called him TJ, not in LA, Tynan. Yeah. And boom, he's up to LA. So any maybe of you other was, struggling NHL players, nice, maybe there's a shot back from the. Uh, yeah. Los Angeles the Kings uh, general management there they're like oh yeah. yeah you want you don't think he's ready for LA yeah. hey, I'm 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 personally responsible for TJ Tynan's success you hear that TJ you owe him a fruit basket you owe me 
Yeah, one of those uh, cutter, those da- cutter and David or whatever they are. I believe the it's called a, those a pears a, are delicious. A, a floral fruit or what's it? What they call it the no, the fruit flowers, like those, fruit like, flowers. They make flowers ones. out of fruit. It's oh, like a those? fruit. Like I, I've had one before. It's it's <laughs> actually awesome. kind of delicious. I, I'm not a fruit guy, but like, I mean, those those yeah, it's good. Mm. It's yummy. So I want to I want to talk about JT Miller for a minute because I've been singing his praise. We talked about him in the last couple episodes around that hypothetical trade talk we did in the breakdown and just showed everybody how deep we were stretching but we talked about the fact that you know he is 28 years old and his next contract we've kind of beat that to death so we're not going to talk about it but here's the thing i've been nothing but impressed with him this season but i want to just touch on something that happened the other night so i'm not gonna uh, i'm not trying to throw him under the bus here i just want to touch on it so uh that obviously that goal when he was sorry pardon me the penalty on the four check that was a needless needless uh, penalty. He's on the four check. We're down a man. He skates in there. It's almost like he's not paying attention. Accidentally clips clips the leg in the crease of the yeah. goaltender. Yeah. Takes him the down. Sloppy play. Sloppy. So you can't do that. I mean, Swayman goes down. Doesn't even doesn't even see it coming. And the fact that you, you can see how much of an accident it was that the fact that he didn't get rushed for that. Uh, and it's just like so now they get up two men, and that that causes the tying goal. Um, now he got the goal in the shootout. That was probably that was that was Bruce because Bruce is this. That's the kind of guy Bruce is. That was probably Bruce's way of saying, "Okay, you screwed up. Go get out of it. Yeah, time time to make amends. It, but instant karma. I don't feel it. I don't, and this is the thing. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bust on uh, on on JT on, on JT Miller here. But I, I am. At the same time, I'm going to say this. Um, I don't think that made up for it, and here's why. It causes that two man advantage. That goal breaks Demko's birthday shutout. Which would have been his second shutout in a row on his birthday, right? Now we don't know; they could have scored later on and tied it. But there's a hypothetical that we could have had two in a row there. That would have been his fourth in his career. Imagine what two shutouts in a row would have done for his confidence. Yeah, I I agree with the confidence aspect of that. But I mean, I mean, you never want to take a bad penalty. And yeah, it's it's it wasn't it sucks that we gave up an extra point. But if if you want to look at it in uh, half glass full, kind of. Uh, uh, terminology or spectrum or whatever angle they're a team in the opposite conference and an opposite division giving up that extra point to them wasn't incredibly detrimental like if, no. we'd, if we were giving up to an edmonton or a calgary or an la or seattle oh yeah i'm uh, there would be hell and fire i mean a shootout goal that uh, to to, mm-hmm. to keep a win that they should have had in the first place yeah that's probably not enough i think in this situation i think we give them a pass and i, I yeah, like I said, you've been a big. Let's see what happens a, tonight. Yes, exactly. If he come through with a win tonight. I give him a pass. But if we if Demko okay, goes out, because the thing is, Demko would have been hot off of two shutouts. You can't tell me that first period wouldn't have been flawless for Demko tonight. So let's see what Keeps happens. Keeps him tonight. hungry, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not a goalie. I I've 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 been I've got a lot of friends that were goalies and are goalies. They're weird guys. You know, little things throw them off. Yeah. So. Well, not all of them are, but some of them are. For Most sure. of them, trust me, it's a thing. <laughs> you got to have something wrong with you to let people shoot rubber at 100 miles an hour at you. <laughs> you got to have a little, a little bit of something. Seriously, man, like think about that. Like they they will they don't even flinch. Some of them, these guys. So let's let's move on to the Abbey Canucks. You know, and there again, if anybody wants to call in and talk about the Vancouver Canucks, they can do so. Or the Abbey Canucks. 604-851-6307. We had a caller there last week. uh, That was Alex and Langley. I think it was Alex, right? I think so. I think Yeah. So even if Alex wants to call back in, he was great. He he had some good insights. So feel free to call in if you're listening to Alex. And take cues from uh, Alex. Be be, uh, be as uh, respectful and professional professional as Alex. I mean. Uh, So just going back. So now Noah Juleson for the Abbey Canucks. 
with his first goal on Sunday, local boy, Abbotsford boy, and he just got called up to Vancouver. Just got called up yesterday. He's been playing tonight against the Jets. I couldn't be more thrilled for him. Uh, Get some NHL experience, I think. uh, You know. Well, he's a defenseman, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. 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 And that's that's yeah, he is. And um, I'm pretty sure that's what they need. That they need that uh, extra, that extra uh, backing there in. uh, He's been playing that t- kind of top top four role lately, as of late in Abbotsford. So that that's good. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, we just finished. Uh, we're in the middle of a four game series now with the Barracuda, one for one so far after the win on Sunday. Uh, I spoke with Noel Juleson after the game on Sunday, just asking him about um, uh, you know how how uh, how impactful that win was, how important it was going back to San Jose for the last two games of that series because. If you go down two two and zero oh in that series, yeah. and then now you got to go on the road to play them in their building, uh, to all ten of their fans. Yeah. In San no, Jose. No, 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 no. They've got twelve now. Oh, they got twelve. No, okay. They're up to twelve. Oh, okay. Well, all all twelve of their fans. Uh, then you know they're, they're going to have a tough time. So I talked to him about it. And he kind of just he just said, you know, we got to regroup and just keep getting these wins. He was very confident in the, his team's ability to go down there and get those two more in San Jose, which would be massive. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and San Jose is a team that we should be beating. You know, we shouldn't. We should. We should be taking all four of those games. I, I mean, a three it, of the four for sure. Well, you know what? If we and you know what, it's still not. We're still not out of the. We're still not uh, unable to do that. We we take we steal these two in San Jose this weekend, and that's three of four, baby. Mm-hmm. So. so the Abbey Canucks are doing an inaugural season event for season ticket holders tomorrow. We've mentioned that in previous broadcasts. That's tomorrow, Saturday, December 11th from 1230 to 4 p.m. We were going to be doing an, uh, going there early and doing a bit of a tailgate there, you and I. But unfortunately, yes. we're going to have to cancel that tailgate just because of the weather forecast. It is very ugly. And yeah. it's also near freezing temperatures. So no one no one wants to be out in the rain in the first place. And then you add uh, close to freezing in there. I think, uh, I think it's a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Yeah. And on that note, uh, I want to touch on ice falls and kind of do a PSA here about that. Uh, folks, make sure if you own a business, you're preparing your, your steps and everything for all the ice and snow that's coming ahead in the next Salt couple it. months. I took a bad fall last week. And I was out of commission for a couple of days. You know, big guy my size. And when I fall, I fall hard. So please, everybody, be mindful of the seniors and fat guys like me out there that need to be careful uh, with, you know, be maneuvering through your business. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to salt it. You can find salt at any hardware store. They even have they it at also gas have stations. eco-friendly options for the salt as well. So. I mean, it's just yeah. salt anyway. And I will say this, just a little, a little bit more trivia. Um, Brian Leach actually, uh, back a defenseman for the Rangers back in the 90s, he actually slipped uh, coming out of his apartment in New York City one really cold winter. And uh, I think he broke, I don't know if it was his leg or his ankle or something. And that was the ta- that was the beginning of the end of his career, that, that one injury yeah. there. So, Off of ice. So there you go, folks. So, you know, ice is no, I mean, you know, ice, ice is good for if you got a pair of skates on, you know, and it's not good for your front sidewalk. And speaking of skates, having skates on, oh, at, yes. as part of that uh, inaugural season event at Abbotsford Center tomorrow, you could bring your own skates down and skate yes, on the you rink. Can. Yeah, skate on the ice. They're also going to be giving away those member gifts. Now, a reminder, that's only for season ticket holders. Uh, but I imagine if you were to go on today and buy your season tickets, they will let you in there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or maybe. or if there's any leftovers, I don't waiting, want to speak for them. If you've been waiting to get a season ticket, now's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But yeah, as I said, the tailgate's canceled. And ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive if you're attending this event. Yeah, yeah, never, never. So, I, think, I, I feel like we don't have to say that anymore. No, I like to remind people, though. But also, a game on the we have the game on Sunday. 
they're getting that's December twelfth for those. It is. It is the festive season, Sunday. so you're gonna hear us say it more often than than we want to. But I mean, it's common sense, people. You you should know by now that you don't drink and drive. Yeah, or you get you know, yeah. So, uh, in like I was saying, Sunday we have the game in San Jose that closes the four game set against the Barracuda. Uh, and it can be watched on the HL TV, and that'll be a good broadcast because it's in that San Jose arena with that they share with. Oh the yeah, sharks. with the Sharks, uh, yeah. HP. Yeah, they they have a really nice. So uh, that'll be NHL NHL quality uh, on a. We hope. TV. We hope. But it was last time. It was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, okay. Well, good job HL TV. Yeah. Wait wait so, way to steal those resources from the big boys. So Patan looking great quarterbacking the power play, obviously an NHL caliber player playing in the NHL. It's going to be noticeable. Uh, He had his 50th NHL goal last weekend. And, uh, you know, he's really coming to his own. Same with Lockwood, really coming into his own. Really good. I mean, the the defense in Abbotsford has been looking great, uh, especially in the last, I'd say, four or five games for me. Uh, I've really enjoyed what, what I've been seeing from them. But, yeah. Now uh, Spencer Martin, he he got the st- he was looking great on Sunday there, and he's been great through three starts this season. He's two zero and one. The other two goalies, uh, Artur Silov and Michael DiPietro, are a little more at an even five hundred type record. So you know, I did have a chance to talk to Trent Call about Coach Trent Call about that after the game, and asked him, you know, if he thought that that would impact his decision, and maybe Spencer Martin might get bumped up to the official uh, backup. Uh, whereas Artur Seeloff, with that really strong start he had to the season, he's been kind of the unofficial backup. But Spencer Martin was originally supposed to be that backup yes. role. And so I wonder if he's going to get more games. And if he does, if he plays like he did Sunday, it's going to be great. All Trent Call had to say about it was he has the best job in the world that he, he gets to sit there and and have to think for 15 minutes about which great goalie he's going to play. <laughs> you, you really, He really did kind of nail it there, and you nailed it there. Um, that's it's it's an it's an incredibly good problem to have to, when you have three good goal things. I can also see I can also see one of those guys going in a prospects deal of some. Let's just say that the Canucks do end up making yeah. some sort of St. Louis esque miraculous run for the playoffs. And let like let's not even say let's not even go there with the Stanley Cup talk. That's just like we're Canucks fans. We know we know better at this point. Um, but um, just to make the playoffs, and then there's a, there's, there's the option for that that deadline deal. And Rutherford, he's good at those, you know. Yeah. And maybe, maybe he sneaks one of these goalies in because it's it's probably becoming no secret that Vancouver's got an abundance of goaltending right now. Well, especially across the AHL, they're going to start to notice that. So, um, and that that reports up up to the to the top of the franchises. But Spencer Martin has the coolest coolest helmet in the AHL. He's got that sparkly helmet, and it's not like that. Uh, which team is that has the uh, the the, the La- Las Silver Vegas, Knights. the yeah. Silver Knights, and the Silver Golden Knights. Knights, and then the, the Kings are doing it now too. Like, come on! Oh, but you should. Do you remember the Silver Knights where we were sitting there in the audience? And for those Terrible. of you that haven't seen the Silver Knights, the Henderson Silver Knights, the um, Lost the, the Vegas farm team, they home of the Cat House. Yeah, they. <laughs> meow. <laughs> meow, Henderson. Uh, but <laughs> shout out to Henderson. But yeah, so we. Um, we noticed that they had a sponsorship on the helmet. I just felt bad for the helmet sponsor that oh, you they, couldn't they see. They got screwed. You could. You don't make direct eye contact with that helmet. Advertising guys like us come out there and we we see it. We the first thing we're like, well, that's not worth. That. They they must have gotten some sort of discount with that sticker. Oh. You know, we were laughing at it right away. Oh, well, the these first hel- thing we said. Those helmets come with a disclaimer. May cause seizures. Oh, like absolutely unreal. Just, but, I almost had one. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I love Spencer Martin for that. He a great cool helmet. Uh, check it out the next Abbey Canucks game. Hey, I know we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but we got. I mean, you love those jersey jerseys, and we're talking about goalie masks right now. I think we yeah, should, let's talk let's, about let's, it now. let's mention it now. I mean, come on, like that. Who was it? Blackwood was it? Uh, yeah, Blackwood. Uh, what is it? Jimmy Black- Jimmy Clover? Jimmy yeah. Clover? Whatever they call him. Yeah. 
And he, uh, comes, he comes out there in, with, uh, if you saw in it, Jersey, the, and he has a mask that says "mask" that says "mask" on it. I don't know. I think I think that just sh- sums up the joke there. I mean, like oh, I said, perfect. Bear likes the Bear likes them. I I'm not a fan. I don't hate them. Like I said, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but definitely not a fan. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I think I that's a perfect. I think that's the perfect answer from the players. It obviously, the, shows you that the players are not a big fan of that. Joke. Yeah, and it shows you that the players have a sense of humor. And like I yeah. said, like I told you about the goalies. The goalies are they're weird guys, and this is why they have such great things on their masks. And this ties into Jim Rutherford starting the whole trend of painting masks. Yeah. What it's a goalie mask episode. We oh, had wow. we had the jersey mask. We, we had the, really done those all together there. But. Well, I mean, they kind of came full circle. But I mean, we did the jersey episode last week. Now this week, we're talking more about goalie masks. So you know, yeah. and hey, you know what? Um, might be a perfect time to say uh, if you do want to call in today, uh, you can call in at 604-851-6307. Yeah, we want to hear uh, from maybe you tell folks. us what your favorite yeah. goalie mask is. Yeah. Let us know that you're you're listening. We all, you know, sometimes I wonder yeah, if we're starting, our, our feelings are starting to get hurt. It's just my family listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that episode of The Simpsons, Ken Brockman. We've got our first caller, and I mean first caller because this is not a call-in show. Well, this is a call-in show, people. <laughs> this is now a call-in this show. This is now a call-in show. Come live. on, start calling. We are live. We'd love to hear from anyone out there. Be that's nice. Be respectful. Be nice. Be so, nice. Klimovich looking so much more confident lately. Uh, Di Giuseppe really stepping up the forecheck. He's had a rough patch there for a while. He's one of my favorite players at the start. Looks of like season. he's trying to find his way, like his find his his slot in the team, like find yeah. his his space. You know, I, I thought for sure, like he had captain written all over him. He did. It's just, it's just, but you know what? I think he's uh, starting to fall back into that same the role he was at the start of the season. I liked him. He looked really good. His forechecking has been on on point lately, and he's been playing that gritty style that we just need from. So I'm happy with him. And like I said, Klimovich. One of our top prospects. I mean, he's looking great out there. Really, a lot more confident. Oh maybe. yeah. Maybe he's he's, he's uh, getting used to the North American hamburgers. Yeah, I, I think he's getting used to a little more of the English there too. Maybe he's oh, communicating sure. better with his line. I bet, I bet he knows all the swear words by now. Yeah, <laughs> it's always the first thing you learn, right? Yeah, of course. Um, now Sheldon Dries. I mean, we got to touch on this. Sheldon Dries, as of Sunday, was the AHL top goal scorer. With 12 goals, 7th in points, with 19 points. How about that? I had a chance on Sunday following game to ask Drys on tape how he feels to be emerging as one of the elite players in the NHL. Here's what he had to say. Starting to get recognized as one of the elite players in the NHL. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, uh, that's definitely a goal of mine here. It's a stepping stone and um, being consistent and being a reliable player. So it's a day-by-day process and um, can't get ahead of myself. So yeah, I mean he's he. That's humble, humble guy. Very humble guy, and that's the thing. It's dangerous. And at the time, I I was trying to get confirmation on whether his twelve goals was top in the NHL because that's tough to find NHL stats these days. They they they, they don't have the same kind of stats that the NHL does about the players. But when, as soon as that that empty netter went in, I thought to myself, I'm like, that's twelve. That must be top. Like, yeah. Or close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's that's, probably gonna get thirty this year at least. Yeah, well, it'd be thing, nice to have a thirty goal scorer. And that's the next question. So, like, here's the thing, and, and I mean, I don't want to go from like congratulating him to to doing a very sensitive topic on Sheldon Dries, but uh, do you think we'll see him in Vancouver this season? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, who knows? He's Bruce not Boudreau. a size player, though. He's five nine, hundred and eighty one pounds. He's a great skill player, but these type of players don't get called up very often. Well, it's a, it's a new game. It's a new it's a new it's a new generation of. Uh, How does Boudreaux play. feel about those type of players? You know what? I think Boudreaux, like I said, he's the kind of guy that if you can get it done, he doesn't care if you're five five, yeah, ten five, six five, whatever. If you if you're if you're putting pucks in the net or blocking shots mm-hmm. or doing doing the fundamentals of what what he wants out of a, out of a team and out of a player, I think that mm-hmm. it, I think 
if you can do it, you're in. That's that's the good thing about having Bruce. Well, the thing with Sheldon Dries is how much of this success is chemistry with Sheldon Rempel. I mean, we've seen so much Sheldon to Sheldon. Sheldon to Sheldon. That uh, is, the is the bounty still out? Well, I mean, my daughter kind of killed that bounty, but I'll tell you what, next home game, if somebody does a Sheldon to Sheldon sign that's better than my daughter's and they rock it, I will give them tickets. There you go. Yeah. You heard it. There's yeah. all sorts of, uh, and you could also win tickets with hashtag FVMA21. There you go. That's right. Um, so, yeah, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. Our next caller, we're going to make sure that Silver Radio gets them an entry in that hashtag FVMA1. Uh, sorry, FVMA21. Uh, draw. So first caller to call in, we'll get an entry into that as well. Okay, there you go. I don't know if we have authorization to do it, but well, we just we just did it. We just did it. It's, it's well, official I'll, now. I'll, I'll no, post, we're live. I'll post it. I'll post their picture on on Instagram. And we're, they're, we're, we're, they're live now. We're live now. So like, there's no going back on our word now. It's been uh, said. I, it's, I, it's, I'll buy the tickets myself if I have to. There you go. You, there you go. You, all you got to do is call in, guys. It's, all you got to do is call in. So. Let's talk about. Uh, let, let's go back to some some more generic topics here. The Spezza suspension. Let's well, touch on you know that. what? And I think this is a perfect lead-in talking because we were just talking about Sheldon Dries being able to um, get his and whether he could get called up with the big club or not. I think the way the league is right now, the way the league has been tailored, it's tailored to more of a small. It's more, it's tailored to more of a finesse game, for so small guys can, you know, flourish. Even though they still don't have that. Um, Stupid instigator rule taken away so guys can actually fight, which is why they I mean it's pur- purposely a place to get rid of the enforcer. It's not a secret. Um, but, I mean, the league is tailored to such a soft manner now. A guy like Spezza, not a repeat offender, you know, class act, almost like, uh, I think, what, he's coming on 20-year veteran now at some yeah. point. Like, he's in his late 30s, um, still playing the game. I saw the play. I watched it a few times. I just remember his great play back in Ottawa. But I mean, if I don't know, I don't know if you saw the knee. He basically it was it was it was a comparable to that Corey Perry one with the knee on Tavares last playoffs. It was not avoidable. I think to give a guy six games like that for a first offense, I think you got to have your head examined. I, I think it's yeah. an absolute sick joke, especially on the first offense thing that you said. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's not like this guy. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a history of targeting players. Like this guy is. Uh, it, He's a leader. He's he's probably going to be one of those guys that, uh, you know, gets looked up to for years. Has those camps after the fact, and almost a guaranteed Hall of Famer. You know, he's he's got everything but a cup. So you know, um, I don't know. I I think I think giving him six games. I think as a Leafs, Leafs, Leafs. Uh, I think as a Leafs fan, I think you got to be really upset about that. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. you got to have you got to have. You gotta have some real. Uh, I already saw a few videos as a Toronto comedian. I don't believe in paying like, that much you, attention. Are you serious? Are you having yeah. serious? Well, like, there was no, there's no way this merits yeah. six games. Like, there has, like, I can see where the out, outcry comes from. I, I, I don't agree with it. I think the NHL needs to. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. It's, yeah. it's targeting heads. They're trying to reduce concussions. Fair, I get it. But like, you gotta do it situation by situation, incident by incident. You know. I think this is one of those ones where uh, they can they can put like forces of nature in there, like accidental what you, play. What do you all think out there about the Spezza hit? Make sure you give us a call six zero four eight five one six three zero seven. Yeah, love to hear some some in, input on that. Now and there again, check us out on Instagram. If you didn't get that phone number written down, it is posted on there. That's we are live underscore Bushley today. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent on that and. Uh, yeah, first-time offender. I mean, that's just not right. And I don't know how is Spezza playing in Toronto this this not year. Not playing bad, actually. 
Yeah, I haven't really been paying attention to the old Leafs there, but uh, yeah, well, they're doing good. They somehow managed to weasel their way into first place in their division. So, so we were really looking forward all week to talking about this next segment, but okay. unfortunately, they pulled the rug out from under us this afternoon. The Arizona Coyotes looked like they were going to get evicted from their building oh, mid-NHL season, which would have been one of the funniest things I've ever in seen in pro sports. I think I, I think it could have like it just. How do you beat that? That's you can't write a story like there should be a movie about that now, about the time leading up to this. But apparently they got their bills paid this afternoon, so they won't be homeless come the new year. But let's just talk about how that would have been if it had gone down. I got, Where I, would they have gone? I would got, they I got my cliffs. I got my cliff notes here. Well, you know what? You know what? And as much as Quebec City makes sense, um, what we've forgotten about is Kansas City still wants. Kansas City has a brand. That would be a good place. Kansas City has a brand new arena, and they don't have any teams. They got a foot. They've got a baseball team and a football team. That's mm-hmm. it. They want a basketball team or they want a hockey team. They've they've not been quiet about it. They've already gone out and built the infrastructure to have one. However, let's go back to Quebec. And Quebec Quebec is always such a touchy subject. I can go on. I can go on and on about Quebec for hours, literally. Um, there's so many reasons why Quebec no longer has a team. And there's so many reasons why Quebec should have a team. And like, where do you want me to start? How yeah. they should have, how, why? And I'll, let me tell you why they don't have a team. That, that This is the big one. And it's not to say that they won't get one, but this is what's, this is what they're trying to work through. So basically it all comes down to ad revenue and TV dollars. Okay. So the team would have to rely for all the English, um, the English channel stuff. Cause you have to understand in Quebec, see, there's not a lot of English speaking people. It's not like Montreal. They don't do one in French. They don't want English. They'll probably do, a home broadcast yeah. for in French, and then they're going to rely for the English broadcast on the opponents, whoever they're playing, because it's going to be an English-speaking region no matter where they play. So that comes down to ad revenue dollars too. So they're going to have ad revenue sharing. So they're going to have to figure out a way for these mar- smaller market teams like Columbus and these other crappy teams that get they get they they, they get watched more because they're they're seeing the, the beautiful jersey. That's another thing. They own that logo still. The city of Quebec. Along with the NHL, they both have the rights to that. So the moment NHL, uh, the moment Quebec City gets an NHL team again, they can jump right back into using that jersey again. I know that Colorado has their claim to fame with that uh, reverse retro, which was beautiful, by the way. But that was more of a loan than anything. The moment Quebec, there is a written agreement. The moment Quebec gets a team back, they do get their logo and they get their team back. So if they can figure out that whole uh, bilingual ad revenue thing. That's probably that would probably move the chains a lot more. Yeah. Why they should have a team? Well, let's just say it's going to be a sellout every night. The local television. I could I could see them putting a little bit more of a like a vig or like a little bit more of a a tax on the ad revenue, the local ad revenue to counterpart for the non uh, English aspect of it because it's only going to be ad that's ads that are relevant in Quebec. So that's the big thing that we've got going on here. Um, so. Yeah, Quebec's a real tricky situation in that with the whole ad revenue thing and um, the bilingual aspect of it. Whereas it wasn't much of an issue before uh, we became so media-based and social media-based and all that stuff. And like 15, 15 sports channels went from went from one hockey game on the CBC on Saturday night and maybe one during the week to, you know, every single... You can have like 15 different camera angles that you control on every game if you want. I mean, it's it's come a long way, which is why they have to cater to the bilingual aspect of the ad revenue for the Quebec team if they were to get yeah. one. So that's that's where we're at with Quebec. So okay. Kansas City for a quick shot would probably be better or, or more I, likely. I like, I like the idea of Kansas City. I think it could be a really good American franchise. It would also... A lot what, like Nashville, how Nashville's turned into a good franchise. They also wouldn't have yeah. to change the divisions. 
Yeah. Whereas they were, they was, there would be, they would need yeah. a complete division realignment if Quebec was to take a team. Well, that's and ass- we would have to take a team like Detroit back into the West. And that's assuming we don't have to go back to an all Canadian division because of some uh, resurgence in COVID. But yeah, you know, apparently, yeah, that's not the case. This, 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 this isn't this isn't the COVID talk. It's yeah. the it's the Bush League talk. So yeah. So, <laughs> but it's, it's important okay, to cover and, them as part and, of and it. And can but... I? I've not done with the Phoenix. Sorry, I know that they no paid problem. their bills, but like, let's face it. Just because they paid their, just because just because they made it to the, you know before their legs got broken uh, before the bookie broke their legs this time. No, they're, uh, they're they're gone next season. The, there's I mean, the, the, they've already the this is this was a public stab at uh, sorry Gila River Arena, um, that's the current name. It, it was previously known as Jobbing.com Arena and Glendale Arena. Um, there's a crypto arena now too. It's like a, uh, yes, there is. I uh, believe. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the Staples Center. It's the yeah. one. It's it's the what the Staples Center used to be. Yeah. Um, but back to the Coyotes. The, their lease is up with uh, Gila River Arena or whatever you want to call it. After this year, and they're they're making a public stance here, saying like, "Look, these guys aren't even paying their bills. How yeah. do you expect us to renew this lease? It's not happening." And that's kind of a direct. Sh- I think this is more of a direct shot at the NHL. Yeah. Because let's see, they they were at the, the first from '96 to '03. They were in America West Arenas, which is now currently Sun uh, Phoenix Suns Arena. That's mm-hmm. what that's the, the title of it. Um, and this was in downtown Phoenix. Well, however, it's a state of the art building. However, not tailored for hockey, just basketball. Yeah. So exactly. that, that was the issues. There was always ice issues with this place. That's why they moved to Glendale. Yeah. And Glendale clearly didn't like, they've had nothing but attendance issues. They've had uh, three different name changes in from 03 to 21. That's just over 15 years. Well, that's years. just a, kind of the city name, right? Not the. Well, the no, name. but I mean, the, the, the arena is obviously barely making money off having a team there, which they should be making a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. that's why they have to keep selling their name to the next highest bidder. That's why, I mean, look how long uh, Staples Center had like a, what, a 25 year lease mm-hmm. on the name for the Staples Center. You know, yeah. usually, usually these arena names are a lot longer. Um, I mean, we are yeah. we are catering to the highest bidder now. I mean, that's the way things go, especially with all the money that COVID that we lost during COVID. Well, that, it's understandable. That a, I was just going to say that's a big thing because there was no fan revenue. Yeah, but so uh, now that's why we see the ads on the helmets, and that's why we're seeing a lot of uh, name changes uh, in arenas. Uh, who else? There was another arena change recently. Um, I was just talking about. Yeah. Was it Winnipeg? I think it was Winnipeg. Think so, yeah. yeah. Well, we can come back to the arenas and the. Coyotes. Well, no, I think I think I think, time that, later, I think that's I think that's about all I want to say about the Coyotes. I mean, it's not working there. This is Gary's. This is Gary's pet project. Gary moved them from Winnipeg in '96. Thought it was going to be some huge retirement draw for all the Canadians, the snowbirds yeah. down there. Clearly, hasn't worked out. With Gary on the hot seat himself right now, I don't see him protecting these guys anymore. I think Phoenix is done. This is the yeah. last year yeah. we see the Coyotes. Yeah, he can't Thank God. Himself Good him. riddance. Rest in peace. Don't ever come back, please. Yeah. Although, no I, more did teams lo- although I did love the Kachina jerseys, something they should consider for the next team if they don't go to Quebec. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, so Trevor Zegers with his with the goal there. What, what did you think of that goal? Well, like that goes back to the whole way the the softness of the league. I mean, guys can do that now because you know they, they, everyone's worried about getting sick. I mean, if a guy did that back in the uh, you know the Michigan goal or like something like that back in the day, he'd get a two hander probably immediately after for hot dogging. I mean, it's a different day. Having said that, I thought the goal was absolutely spectacular. I think that kid's got hands like for days. I mean, I've watched the goal hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And it's, I mean, it's it's goal of the decade, not even goal of the goal of the year. I mean, it it was creative. Uh, it reminds me of it's almost like a lacrosse goal. You know what I mean? I mean, 
and the way he timed it just to get it, just so it came under the crossbar, uh, you, you can't say that they haven't practiced that one a few times in practice. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was beautiful. Beautiful. So uh, talking about China at the Olympics as well. So this has been a hot topic on our show, and we're, we're trying to get a guest in to kind of talk a little bit more about the Chinese hockey program and how it's developing uh, with the team well, in the in. KHL. But uh, the IH, IHF confirmed three days ago that China can have their team in the 20, 2022 Olympic men's hockey tournament. So that's a big step forward. You and I are big advocates of it. We, yeah, it's like I think we were trying to say it. It's not like China was trying to create a contender by uh, repatriating a bunch of Canadians. They were trying to create a team that just wouldn't get blown out embarrassed by every team. I think, I think if anything, China played by the rules more than uh, any of the Korean teams or the, or the Italian teams. They actually got a team in China, got a bunch of good Canadian boys. One of my good buddies, Yipper and the guests that we are getting in next. I'm hoping next week we get them. Although we won't air his interview probably for, well, that, we'll get into that. But my, my buddy, Vic, Vic Bartley and uh, Brandon Yip both played for the Kunlun Red Star team. Uh, in the KHL, which is located in China. And uh, they, they said that they, they, their reasoning for having the team was that they, they were naturalized. They were naturalized uh, citizens now, but they've, and they've played there three or four years. That's three or four, four full seasons there. That, to me, that's naturalized. Like what, If you yeah. spend three, four years in a city, you become part of that city. That becomes your city, you know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. So I mean, I think I think they went about it the right way. I think they've got some. I think there's a. I think that I think they're really underestimating the team that they're going to send. I know. I know for a fact Yipper's going to be going to lead that squad in some. You know, he's, he's gonna, a skilled player. He's very he's a skilled, very skilled man. player. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. Speaking of speaking of uh, uh, skilled, he he was a former Boston U Terrier, and I don't know if you saw their throwback jerseys. I know we like to talk about jerseys, but uh, they were they they wore some incredibly. Like retro 1940s looking jerseys that were just sick. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you the link there. But uh, shout out to BU and Yipper and the boys there. And I think China, I think China's got a better team than everyone's leading on to. Yeah, I had somebody po- just uh, mentioned here on our on our Instagram. It looks like we might may have had some issues with the with the with the phone line. So some. So some oh. people may not have been able to get through, but if you want to try now, you should be able to get through. This is the last opportunity to call in for Bush League this week, and then we might just have to catch you next week. Our apologies. Yeah, we're still working the kinks out of the system. Issue. Yeah, this is only our second live show, folks. So, you know, we apologize if that's the case. The number, though, uh, 604. You can, always, you can always ask us questions through our social media at underscore Bush League. And we, and we will respond on air to those, too. Yeah. And there again, so 604-851-6307, 604-851-6307. If you want to talk about we the Canucks. Probably squeeze in, we could probably squeeze in one call. Yeah, maybe so, two. Maybe but, two. But regardless, so <clears throat> back to what we were, what we were talking about. Actually, you know what? I think, that, I think this would be a perfect uh, segue into um, it is the holiday season. And, yep. I mean, people are in need. It's always good to donate stuff. But the food banks, they need our help more than ever. Yes. And... Um, so for the local ones here in Abbotsford, it's Archway Community Services, and that, that you can find them and donate uh, to the Abbotsford Food Bank. That's Abbotsford Food Bank, one word, abbotsfordfoodbank.com slash Christmas, slash Christmas hamper. Once again, mm-hmm. that's abbotsfordfoodbank.com slash Christmas hamper. Their phone number is 604-859-5749, uh, 604-859-5749, and they are located at 33914 Essendane Avenue in Abbey. So they need our help. They need our help year round. 
But yeah. n- now more than ever, and it's, it's not just food, it's toys, it's diapers, it's all sorts of stuff that they need out there. And, uh, you know, you can always hit us up on our social media if it was too fast, or you can download today's episode if you need the info for any of our PSAs or any of our info that we have given out. You can always download this week's episode after the broadcast, and all the information is uh, at your uh, fingertips. So Absolutely. once again, we do need your help with the food banks this year. Yeah. And, and no matter what community you are in here, we are in the, all over the Fraser Valley. There are food banks in every local community here. We're just pitching out because that's where our show is located, but please, you know, hit up any local food bank. They need it this time of year. <clears throat> now we talked about the, uh, the social media, I have a couple people talk to us there on social media. Uh, we are at underscore Bush league and at Bush league radio on Facebook, but what about the Islanders getting trolled on 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 yeah. social media? I, I'm a I'm a lot of you, a lot of you a lot of you guys know that I, I like my wrestling. I'm not the current wrestling; I'm more of like an old school wrestling. I like my Patriots. I like my Canucks. I like my hockey. I like my Blue Jays. Um, but I also like my wrestling, and I like to stay current. I, I don't watch it really, but I I I've, I followed enough on Instagram. And CM Punk, one of my favorite wrestlers, he was trolling. He was he was I think he's from Chicago because he was he was talking about how. Because uh, the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Islanders for their 11th straight loss or something like that. <laughs> and they still haven't won in their new building yet. This brand new spanking building. This The whole reason why they moved to Brooklyn and back and all these other things. Uh, all these other... Uh, it was always the, the cause that they didn't have this new arena. Well, they finally got their new arena and they still haven't won one game. And now they're hosting wrestling events in between games. And CM Punk is... F- straight out calling out the Islanders fans and he's like maybe it has something he's like maybe it wasn't the arena maybe it's the fans or something and he was just laying into them it was perfect it was it was such a good tie-in for and such a good way for uh, you know the, the the heel likes to troll the uh, troll the crowd what <laughs> yeah. a great angle to get and you, you could see you could just tell the fury in the crowd of that Long Island crowd they were not happy with CM Punk and you know what that's exactly what he wanted out of the gig yeah. and good on him that's good his- on him and you know it, it exposes hockey to another Another genre, another um, demographic of people that like wrestling. Yeah, well, those Long Island, Long Island folk—they're—they're they're, uh, a, a special breed. They're kind they're of funny part of looking. That, they're funny looking. Kind of part of that uh, New England crowd there. That's just very, hey, hey, very there. rough, very rough around the edges. Yeah, I, I'd say not very I'd, friendly. People. I'd, I'd say I'd say that the New England crowd is a little, a little bit rougher than uh, yeah, than yeah. funny looking. But uh, regardless, so <clears throat> there you go. The Islanders yet to win in their new building, and they are getting grief. As a result. So one thing that I saw today that was really cool, and I think uh, I might be opening a can of worms here with you, Beastie, but uh, EA Sports is set to add the women's women's teams in 2022. The international teams? Or just yeah, I ter- think the international, international teams. Oh, that's good. Now, that's, I, think that, I think that's necessary. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's a great step forward. And I, th- I know that you've been an advocate of this for a while, that, the, that this needs to be included in the game. And the thing is, with this, um, with this change, my question is going to be how how is the caliber going to be measured comparatively? Because there's not a lot of interleague play between the, the I think, women's I think, leagues I and think, the men's leagues. I think leagues. I think they will be portrayed accurately. I I, I would yeah. I think it's not. Does, do they use an algorithm or something with the eight sports? Or is I, it I'm done pretty sure. Early? I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they they use actual players for movement and then they add skill ratings to it. If I'm not cool. mistaken, well, that would be so, really cool. Yeah, uh, I actually have uh, how much time we got left here because I have a I have. I have an honorable mention here. Yeah, that, we got and I, I like to, I like to hide these from you because I like I like you to be surprised at this. Yeah. So let's get these out of the way, and because okay. uh, I think one of them one of them might might raise some hair on your. On okay, your let's do here. it. So I mean, first and foremost, let's shout out to uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Flowers got his five hundredth win. 
Yeah. He's only got Patrick Roy and Martin Brodeur ahead of him. And he's not done yet either. He could easily catch Pat- Patrick. I mean, Marty played for 20-something years, so it's going to be hard to catch Marty. But he could easily – I think Patrick's only got about 40-something more wins before he um, before he catches Patrick. So mm-hmm. that's a shout-out to Flowers, though. The boys uh, gave him a nice little cel- post-celebration there. Uh, second off, I want to talk about Chris Russell. Okay. Who, you've heard of the silver stick. He got himself some silver shin pads. Really? Set the record for most block shots ever. And get this, he passed uh, Brent Seabrook at 1,998, and now he passed him with 1,999. So that's, that's the awesome. current record. So he's going to hit 2,000. Uh, without, and just, Chris Russell, who's the defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, you know he's, he's one of those guys you don't hear much about, but he's like a backbone. He's like that defensive guy. He's that stay-at-home guy. He blocks yeah. the shots. He eats pucks. He does all that good stuff that no one really talks about. Um, yeah, so it's a very it's a very underappreciated art to give to give you a little bit of a just a little bit of a measuring stick on where the next guy is. It's uh, Duncan Keith with 1925. So oh, really? he's only going to 75, 75 block shot. Now, this last one here, this last one, <laughs> this last one's really going to blow blow the roof off of your head. So uh, I kept this really quiet because uh, I didn't want to catch me off guard. So there was an AHL player who plays for I believe he's with Utica right now. Uh, he just got called up to the St. Louis Blues. I don't know how that works because I know that's 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 the yeah. Devils Devils farm team. Yeah. Um, but I have his hockey database. So he got called up to St. Louis Blues, got a hat trick, his first, second, and third goal ever in a hat awesome. trick, first ever AHL game. It was against the Detroit Red Wings, who's like spare parts at this point, but nonetheless, uh, AHL player comes AHL up, AHL player comes trick. up, gets a hat trick, Beautiful. and I want to talk about this guy's. Um, I want to talk about this guy's what's it called? Um, Hockey DB. So this guy has got this guy has got the most interesting story. He started off in the Czech League. Okay, so he's born in Wales. His his national he's, team. He's his national team. Okay, so his national team is is this guy. Okay, Nathan Walker, born in Cardiff, Wales. Okay, um, he was. Played with the uh, played mostly with the Springfield Thunderbirds in the AHL, which is the the th- uh, the Blues affiliate. I don't know how I don't know if he was on loan to Utica, yeah. but good on him. He started. He played his first, uh, I believe, his first three or four seasons. Okay, so he played his first two se- three seasons under twenty with the Czechs. Then he spent two years with uh, Victor Vis Steel. No, you can't even ELH. pronounce it. So he started the Czech leagues and got his way up, went, went made it to the Youngstown Phantoms in USHL, and then the Hershey Bears in the AHL, making his way to St. Louis. So wow. there you go. What a great story! Great I bet story. you he would have got the call by the Luxembourg League. Yeah. Oh no, he would have been the captain <laughs> in Luxembourg. <laughs> captain of captain of Luxembourg. Captain of Luxembourg. <laughs> captain of Luxembourg. Anyway, so those those are those are my honorable mentions of the week. I thought I thought they were pretty good. Which one was supposed to catch me off guard? Was the, the hat trick? The, the hat trick? trick? The hat trick. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't heard about that, but that is awesome. That is good. That yeah. is good reporting, right who, there. Who, who 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 comes out with their first game? Well, like look at T.J. Tynan. He's arguably one of the best AHL players currently, probably the best. And he comes out to LA and he played well. He had a great game, but he didn't score any hat trick. Uh, was even close he, to he, it. Well, that's just it. I found and only that I found his like start the way he got in playing with the under eighteen the, two, the under eighteen development into checks and the under twenty and then. Yeah. You know, uh, just the way he he crawled his way the back door in the USHL. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we're coming to yeah. It's a, yeah. coming so close we're gonna, to the end here, guys. 
So what we're doing, I just want to mention as well, we got those uh, cup, we're in a bit of a break right now from home games in Abbotsford. So make sure you check out the games on the HL TV. Tomorrow's that the, again, the at the Abbotsford Arena. There's going to be that uh, showing yeah, we'll for be there. Yeah, for for the season ticket holders. And um, yeah, I just want to say that we, we look forward to seeing people out of the game. I know we've been absent in the last couple of games. It's just been the, you know Christmas time. You got yeah, it's th- hard different functions, but we will be out coming back. I think it's the twenty first of December. We're coming for that back. one for sure. We'll be there for sure. So, all right. Well, that's all the time you have. We have today. You've been listening to Bush League with Beast of the Bear on one hundred one point seven FM Civil Radio, serving the Fraser Valley, broadcasting from Abbotsford. Up next, we have Chill Rose Place. Don't miss it. It's a great show. Have a good day, everyone. We'll see you guys at the game. And just a reminder that we are broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. We are. We forgot to say that. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Friday. Take care, guys.